0: But food is not just fuel. Food is a source of comfort. Food is something that brings people together. Food is a representation of culture, of ethnicity, of identity. And having that taken away from me has definitely been very eye-opening. Welcome to The Mindset Diet, the show that will teach you how to stop getting in your own way and start losing weight, feeling better, and becoming the best version of yourself. My name is Iman, I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and I run an online coaching business where my amazing team and I coach women through losing weight without restrictive dieting or excessive exercise. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of The Mindset Diet. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back to listen to me talk to you. (laughs) So this episode is going to be a little bit different than some of the ones that I've done in the past. It's going to be a little bit more personal. However, I think it's going to still be very helpful for you and you're going to be able to apply a lot of what I'm saying to your own life and your own fitness journey. So I updated you all a little bit last week on how things were going kind of on my own health and fitness journey. I'm on not really a weight loss journey, but more of just like a health journey in general, which is kind of interesting because it's not something that I thought I would be getting involved with at this stage in my life. Um, You know, I've always pursued a certain body composition. I've always pursued strength in the gym. I've always pursued feeling good and looking good. However, I've had some complications come up that need my immediate attention. And so today what I'm going to be doing, instead of going through sort of like an outline of things that I thought about that I think can help you with your mindset, I'm actually going to go through my life for the past few days. And I've written my outline for this podcast based off of that um, and some of the lessons and things I've learned just over these past few days. So I titled the episode, What the Most Restrictive Diet I Have Ever Done Has Taught Me, because I am currently on the most restrictive diet that I have ever done. So Again, just to get you caught up to speed in case you haven't listened to the previous episode or you don't follow me or anything like that, you might not know what's going on. So I've had severe gut issues for about five or so years now, Uh, bloating, indigestion, just intolerance to certain foods, particularly foods that contain uh, gluten. So like wheat and things along those lines. And recently my symptoms have gotten really bad. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the gut-brain connection, but there is a gut-brain connection. There's a lot of new research on it that basically shows us how our gut health severely impacts our mental health. And so I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression, and I was talking to my mom about this the other day, sort of just thinking out loud to her, and I was like, Objectively, I have a really nice life. I work from home doing something that I absolutely love. I have an awesome roommate who I enjoy spending time with. I live in a very affluent area. Um, I have all of the resources financially that I could ever need um, and support from friends and family. And so I, I think to myself, you know, why do I get so depressed and so anxious? all of the time, like this can't be normal. You know, I've been through traumatic events in the past, but it feels very extreme for my current life situation. So to make a long story short, finally decided to hire somebody to help me with my gut health, because I think it has a huge impact on my mental health. And also it's just uncomfortable to be bloated and just feel gross all the time. So one of the prerequisites to work with the coach that I hired was to get some of my blood work done. So I went in a few weeks ago to LabCorp and got a very comprehensive blood work panel done. Uh, It wasn't just like, you know, vitamin D levels and cholesterol. It was like, you know, vitamin D, cholesterol, of course, were included, but also it was all of the sex hormones. So, you know, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone... And then it was the thyroid hormones, so you know, free T3, T4, TSH, TPOs, which are going to play a key role in uh, some of the discoveries I made, so keep listening to to hear about that. But anyways, I get this massive blood work panel done, finally get the results in, and I got them in at like 1 p.m., but I didn't end up seeing them until later at night. So I know I couldn't message my coach when I got them. So I looked through them myself and I was like, well, you know, these don't look great. I noticed that some of my values were not really within range. Um, I noticed a few things come up, but I didn't think they were that bad. But when I sent them to my coach, he informed me that a lot of my levels were very out of range. Probably explains why I feel like crap all of the time. And he told me that based on the level of TPOs that I have, which is a thyroid antibody, that I actually qualify to be diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease. Now, this guy that I'm working with is pretty blunt. He's awesome, very, very good at what he does, but very blunt. So basically, he read the reports and sent me a, a video, and he was like, "Well, you have Hashis. I didn't know if you know that, but you have Hashis." And I, I kind of chuckled because you know I'm not surprised um, that that came up. It definitely explains a lot of the symptoms that I have. Gut problems and autoimmune conditions are very much linked. And so it's kind of like a chicken or the egg type situation where it's hard to determine whether gut problems lead to autoimmunity or vice versa. But basically, the amount of anxiety I've been you know, experiencing over the past few years on top of the amount of pressure I put on myself and just the amount of overall stress in my body led me to develop this autoimmune condition, and I didn't know until just recently. So obviously, you know, hearing the diagnosis, I mean, I guess it's not a formal diagnosis. I didn't go see an endocrinologist or anything, but this guy is an expert with gut health and hormones and all that stuff. So hearing him tell me that was definitely a bit disappointing. Like I said, it wasn't super shocking by any, you know, by any means, But it was a huge wake-up call for me because for a really long time, I've just been pouring my entire life into my work and my relationship and pretty much nothing else. And clearly, that is not doing my body well. So on top of the blood work, uh, one of the things I have to do to start off this protocol with him is what he calls a flush diet. So it's basically an anti-inflammatory Mediterranean-style diet For those of you that know a little bit more about macros, very high carb and lower protein, which is pretty much the opposite of what we recommend to our weight loss clients because, um, you know, high protein, low carb tends to help with satiety and weight loss, but that's obviously not my goal. So it's high carb, low protein to give my body a break from having to digest proteins. They're very difficult to digest. It's a lot of juices, a lot of fruit, a lot of fish, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, So, you know, I'm basically eating nothing but salmon and cod, which has proven to be very challenging for me because I didn't really grow up eating those foods. And on top of all of this, I can't use onions or garlic because I have to use low FODMAP ingredients and onions and garlic are high FODMAP ingredients. So I've just been eating like bland, disgusting fish for the past five days and It's certainly been a very challenging situation for me. In fact, I actually want to run you through this diet because it is wild, to say the least. Now, before I even talk about it, I am not recommending that you do this yourself. I am under close supervision while doing this, and this diet was written specifically for me. So please do not try to copy this. That being said, first things first in the morning, 16 ounces of water, which isn't hard. I normally drink 40 right away and two ounces of apple cider vinegar, which is challenging. Uh, on top of that, no caffeine. So definitely was dealing with the headaches, the you know irritability, just feeling super tired and cranky for the first few days. Uh, I think I'm getting past that now. Energy levels have been pretty stable throughout the day. So that was really good. So that's right in the morning. Uh, Try to eat within about an hour of waking because I have to fit six meals into the day. So six meals. uh, The first one is this smoothie with a bunch of cherries, kale, which just does not belong in a smoothie, cucumber, which I have learned to eat on the side because putting that into a smoothie does not taste good apple juice, which does give it some uh, flavor and is really nice, and uh, chia seeds, I believe. And then last but not least, they have a protein powder with specific supplements in it, and uh, that is meant to clear out some of my detox pathways. Next up is my favorite meal of the day, the one that I look forward to, and that is two whole eggs, some cream of rice, and a little bit of pineapple juice. Following that is salmon and butternut squash, After that is a little snack of pecans, some bone broth, and some cherries. Meal five is that smoothie again with um, the ingredients are modified just a little bit. So I believe like there's less kale and cucumber and less and more cherries, I think actually. And then last but not least, my personal nemesis is cod and green beans. Uh, So it's funny because usually when I eat a meal... I look forward to the protein and you know have the veggie on the side, but in this situation, because I did not cook the cod well, did not season it well, um, I actually look forward to the green beans, which is really funny. All right, so now that I've caught you up to speed and I have given you some insight on what I'm doing, again, please do not try to copy this. I do want to now talk about how this is relevant for you, and I'm gonna do that through the lens of exploring and I guess talking about what I have learned from this diet. So like I said, this is a meal plan. Like I have to eat these things every single day. It's not like, oh, we recommend you eat these. It is, you are eating these things. For the first two days, I was drinking two gallons of water a day. For the remaining 12, I will be drinking um, one gallon of water per day. Again, these supplements have some weird side effects because I am detoxing. So there's a lot of toxins coming out um, of God knows where in my body. And so, you know, like I said, I felt very tired, very irritable, and it's just been, it's just been wild. And the first thing I have learned while doing this diet is that food is actually a huge source of comfort for me. So I found, especially in the first few days that I didn't necessarily miss the foods I normally eat. So I normally do a lot of protein. Um, So this has been Quite the mix up from that. I normally do quite a bit of dairy. I never really eat fish. It's all red meat and chicken. And so I I wasn't really missing those foods, but I was missing the comfort that they brought me. I was missing a big breakfast that made me feel good. That was really tasty. I was missing eating dinner with my roommate at the same time. Now our timings don't really line up because I'm eating so many meals. So I realized that, you know, Again, I, I've brought this up before, not only in podcasts, but just in general and, and you know on my social media accounts and stuff like that, and to all, all of our clients. But food is not just fuel. Food is a source of comfort. Food is something that brings people together. Food is a representation of culture, of ethnicity, of identity. And having that taken away from me has definitely been very eye-opening because instead of looking forward to meals these past few days, I've actually dreaded eating my next meal because I'm not super excited about it. And so I realized that I have to do a better job of finding other sources of comfort in my life. And I think a lot of you all can relate to this. Some of you, you know, turn to food when you feel stressed, when you feel anxious, when you feel sad, right? You're emotional eaters or you use it to kind of numb pain, right? So you're you're in that sort of binge restrict mentality where you just go crazy and then you feel bad about it and you restrict yourself, right? So this was just very, very eye-opening for me to realize that some of the best parts of my day were during my meals and now it's not like that and I'm challenging myself to find Other ways to bring joy and to bring comfort into my life. The next thing I learned, and I guess I didn't really learn it, but I was just reminded of it, is that preparation is the key to success. So I cannot tell you how much planning I did for this diet. Like, I literally, the second he gave me the meal plan, I calculated. So the meal plan is obviously like gives you how much you need per day. So it's like 110 grams of cod. And so I immediately got that. I multiplied all of that by seven because I knew I was going to grocery shop weekly to get the total amount of food that I needed. When I went to the grocery store to get all of the ingredients, I made sure that the package or the serving size I was purchasing had enough for the entire week. I booked time out of my week to cook the food. I went to Costco because I knew I would get better deals there, right? I had a lot of planning that was involved in this and that has made me so much more compliant because I have everything I need. I have everything ready to go. I cooked it all. All I have to do is heat it up when I have to eat it, right? So that planning really saved me. If on top of not really liking the foods that I'm eating and having low energy and feeling like crap, I had to sit there and run to the store every day or cook right before every single meal. That would be a disaster and there's no way I would be compliant the way I am right now. Now, although I have been compliant, I certainly have screwed some things up. And I mentioned, you know, a few moments ago that I didn't really season my fish well. So... Basically, my mindset going into this was this is going to suck, so I'm not even going to really try to cook this fish well. And I very much regret that (laughs) because I made the cod in the air fryer. All I put on it was smoked paprika because I didn't have any seasonings that I thought were low FODMAP. I ended up having to order those um, a few days ago. So I literally just put it in the air fryer. It's super bland and I overcooked it because I just just threw it in there. Like I didn't even pay any attention to it. Same thing with the salmon. And it just turned out awful. And it had me really dreading those two meals, which sucks because those are the two meals with the most amount of protein. So, you know, I was just dreading those meals and it made me nauseous a few times to be honest, cause I'm not used to eating that. And it was just not seasoned well. So luckily one of my friends, uh, who has some experience with cooking, I was asking her like, what would you do if you were in this situation? And she was like, I would actually mash up the fish a little bit and put it on top of whatever you're eating and put some olive oil and lemon and seasoning on there. And luckily that has saved me a little bit um, because I can have olive oil. I can have, I got this low FODMAP seasoning from Amazon. So that has really helped, but I had to learn from that failure. I'm cooking another batch of that fish this evening and I will not be butchering it (laughs) this time. Another thing I learned was that, you know, I went from eating three big meals a day to six small meals a day. And I had to learn how to separate meals properly and to work on timing. So the first few days, I hated those first few meals so much that I just had to like squeeze everything in in the the last few hours. Today is the first day, I'm on day four, by the way, that I feel like I don't have to squeeze everything in. So it took a little bit of trial and error, but I had to learn from those failures. Had I just told myself, well, this is just how it's going to be, you know, I would never learn and I would never make improvements and I would never make this easier for myself. That leads me perfectly to my next point, which is perspective is everything. So the first three days I was miserable, super miserable. I mean, I was coming off of caffeine withdrawal. So I was really tired. I was feeling super low, super depressed. Again, I didn't have that source of comfort with my food. And so I was just like, totally blown like there's no other way to say it and yesterday was really really rough yesterday was day three I woke up and immediately started crying I was just dreading going through the day I woke up after you know eight and a half hours of sleep I didn't feel like I got any sort of rest even though I did get all that sleep I was just a mess and I was supposed to go to the gym yesterday I decided to just take a rest day um, it, it was awful. I was working from the couch, you know, I really had to just take it easy. And so when I went to bed last night, I was like, I can't repeat that. You know, this is 14 days long. I can't act like this on, on every single day. So this morning, despite not feeling amazing, got up, got my button to the gym, actually planned to work out with my roommate so that I knew that I would, you know, be held accountable and I would go and it would be a little bit more fun than doing it on my own. So I did that had a good workout, you know, went to the store, got some herbs to put on this new batch of fish I'm making and just have a different perspective. You know, perspective is everything. I keep telling myself you can do anything for a short period of time. You can do anything. This is challenging, but you don't grow when you're not being challenged. So I'm learning from this. I'm diving deep into Hashimoto's. I'm diving deep into anti-inflammatory diets. I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm struggling. I'm not going to lie. You know, these past few days have been rough and I've still got 10 more ahead of me, but I'm, I'm working through and I'm really trying to be optimistic about all of this. You know, obviously I've had friends and family members reach out to ask me how things are going and I keep telling them the same thing, which is I'm just trying to stay positive about this because I've seen the clear difference between the past few days, you know, being really negative, feeling like this is never going to end to today, having a more positive outlook, getting excited to talk to you all about it and record this podcast. Like it's, it's a huge shift. I have so much more energy. I feel so much better. And that's all due to me switching my mindset. So there you have it. Those are the things I have learned from the worst, most restrictive diet I have ever done. Thinking about making a part two when I am done with this whole thing and updating you all on how the flush went and how I'm feeling. As of right now, no physical changes. I've lost about three pounds of water weight and inflammation, which is good. That means that my body is getting rid of whatever grossness is stuck in it right now. Um, no changes in bloating, but it's too early on to tell. So I will keep you all posted. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. I love recording more personal episodes like this. So if you like this, and you thought this was cool, and you thought this was valuable, I would greatly appreciate it if you could share it to your Instagram story, your Facebook wall, wherever you post, wherever you scroll, that would be amazing. Would love to share this journey with more people and get into more people's ears and more people's minds. As always, if you'd like to connect with me, you're more than welcome to search me up on Instagram at builtbybalance underscore Iman, or where I'm more present is our private Facebook community. If you look up the female fat loss blueprint on Facebook, you can find and join and connect with me there. Thank you so much for listening. I'm wishing you wellness and I will see you in the next episode.